Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Everything else that Cooper's already mentioned, let's talk a little bit about pulling angles and how snatch blocks can change. Uh, because there, it, every single recovery situation is not as simple as go to that tree right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's completely unpredictable. You never know when you're going to have to get into a recovery situation. And the nice thing with snatch blocks is it allows you to change your pulling points or your anchor points to anywhere your winch line can essentially reach. Yeah. And also pull that vehicle from different points. Totally. Oh, totally. Well, and, and this is, I think, where... <clears throat> you know, knowing knowing what kind of shower uh, um, snatch block you have, um, and then having the proper shackles to go with it, because some right. of the some of the snatch block is on the market. You don't want to use a soft shackle on. It's the, their plates, right? You're just going to cut them. It's not going to be good. You need to make sure you have one of the steel um, shackles, and then you can go to a soft shackle. I like soft shackles. I like a combination of two. If I'm going on a big wheeling trip, you know, I talk about punkin and stand light, but if I'm going on a big wheeling trip, I have an extra bag that has two 100 foot winch extensions in it and two, um, snatch blocks as well as four, um, four shackles, two soft and two, um, steel. Right. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. We got rewrites. Yeah, rewrite from a Mr... Wait, we're, you're jumping right into it. You skipped everything. No, I just not, got I just excited. Got, we, he got excited. Like, okay. When, don't we have so, the spot yeah. of clouds? This, the, the clouds. It's yeah. America's Off-Road Podcast. If and this the is U your, flies. Yeah. This is your first time tuning in. Welcome. We talk about everything mm. from building your off-road vehicles, side-by-sides, camping adventures. Cooking. Cooking. No, hard to believe. Food. food. Oof, yeah, look at us. 
<laughs> he points at me. Um, but yeah, pretty much anything and everything to do with the outdoors, that's what we talk about here on America's mm-hmm. Off-Road yep. Podcast. Yep. Before we dive into this episode, we got a couple customer inquiries and a little trivia at the end for Cooper. Oh my god, I don't I'm not I don't do pop quizzes. <clears throat> this is bad. I'm yeah, starting no to... idea what's coming. <laughs> it's an easy one. Uh, but as always, you guys can anywhere you listen to your podcast, you guys can find us there. Mm-hmm. Apple Play, SoundCloud or Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the places you listen to your podcast, just do a search for America's mm, Off-Road right. Podcast. You can also see our wonderful faces on YouTube if you want to actually see what's going on. Not gonna lie, we're we're fifty plus into these things now. No, you gotta you gotta really polish this up. <laughs> Am I right, guys? I mean, uh, you, you still haven't even done your shout out to uh, Kevin Costner. Yep, oh, we will shout out to Kevin Costner <laughs> until he is sitting right here, and we're discussing. What? We're what? Right, you, he's sitting okay. in the middle, and we're gonna talk. Moving about on, World <clears throat> Two. Um, <laughs> world <laughs> so if you guys are curious on how you want to submit a question or have us review a future mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. and go into more depth, you can shoot us an email at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Whatever you want us to talk about, we're happy to cover it. Past experiences, adventures, trips, recommendations for your rig. Um, that's what we're here for. Also, if you guys enjoy what you're listening to and you want to mm-hmm, leave us a mm-hmm. review, make sure you take a screenshot of that review and email it over to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. In fact, today, actually, I think I sent out three three different little care packages Ooh. to some people that left uh, some really nice reviews. Trace. And yeah. So I like it. You might well, get a little something in the mail. A little, a little something else. We are, it's like we're all grown up now. We're on the we Instagrams. Are. Yep. Oh, good point. I we're totally on forgot. The, we're on the face space. Yes. So if you guys enjoy the stuff that you are seeing on our other social media mm-hmm. platforms, make sure you go follow America's Off-Road Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, so you can see the latest and greatest stuff that's coming down the pipeline for the podcast. That will be, that will be the, those will be the platforms that we start uh, launching everything on first. So. Yep. And I'm sure if we get enough followers and enough uh oh there'll be something there'll be something cool there'll be down something the road for you good guys. so make sure you guys go follow along those social <clears throat> platforms we love engaging with you guys um yeah let's dive into it so yeah these two people emailed in podcast off powerproducts.com and that's this week's episode oh yeah um, one of these is a, of them, a return. It's a return. I'm excited. We're going to start with it. The, Mr. Mr. Dalton, we did a campfire episode. Uh, we sure did. And he brought up a very interesting topic. If you guys want to check that, go mm-hmm. back and look at our fireside topic of Jeep versus Toyota. Yeah, and Jeep won, <laughs> and Jeep. but he built a Toyota. <laughs> and it's really cool. If you guys are watching on YouTube. It is a really good looking. Uh, if you can see it. Really good looking forerunner. And that's my favorite generation of forerunner. It's a good looking rig. <clears throat> I gotta know though. I don't know if the stats are on there. I don't have my readers on and, and Kyle's been hogging all the info, but <laughs> is it is it the V eight? Because that was the generation you could get the four seven V eight and and uh, that is a really slick that's the the generation that uh, Fred just used for his Oh, the green one. Yeah, the yes. green one. Uh, what is the swamp swamp something on forties Yeah, that thing's awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, super clean rig. Um, you've done a, quite a bit to it. This comes in from mm-hmm. our listener, Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks again, Dalton, by the way, for writing in a second time. Good looking rig. It is a great looking rig. It looks like um, from this, you've already got all your recovery gear handled. You got some D-ring, soft shackled, uh, winch. You got your hand tools, all the kind of 
basic. Those are regular shackles. Where are the soft shackles? You can see soft shackles in there. I'm totally. No, I'm reading his. I'm reading oh, his email. <laughs> He's got a bag in the back somewhere. Yeah, somewhere you. in the back. There's a bag. I'm like, what? So, <laughs> Kyle. So, uh, Dalton's question is basically about snatch blocks, and <laughs> oh. we've we've covered them in the past briefly on. <clears throat> I believe it was our winch episode. Um, um, I have. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take this one because okay. the amount of experience that comes along with snatch blocks. Um. Yeah. In a word, howitzer. Oh, wow. 10,000 pounds of booyah right there. That's a big truck. It takes a lot. And that that truck is equipped with a 16,500-pound worn winch. When it is pulling straight, sounds like it is working hard. Uh, Yeah, because it's never just pulling on flat ground. You're always pulling up something. Snatch blocks are phenomenal. I... Love snatch blocks. I love snatch blocks for a lot of reasons. One, um, your charging system will love you. Yes. Um, your mm-hmm. vehicle will love you. Your winch will love you. Like, everything will love you. Couple, couple of quirks that go along with those. <clears throat> um, how you end up tying off with uh, the snatch blocks and where um, you got to go to a anchor point and then back to the vehicle is going to slow down your winch line speed. Right. But it will double your pulling capacity. And what I mean by that is, let's say you have an 8,000-pound winch and you go through your snatch block and come back to the vehicle, you now have a 16,000-pound pull capacity. And you can even go one further than that and go back, and it triples it. Um, which brings up which brings up a lot of things like when you start looking at at snatch blocks and what they're built for. I I'm of the mind that it is better to have and not need than need not have. So I'm never looking at the low end of the scale, which is why um, for Howitzer I was like, oh well, they make a sixteen five. That's it, good enough. <laughs> why don't we go with that? <laughs> and uh, it's it's phenomenal. But the beauty of of snatch blocks and and also the thing to keep in mind here is length when you start running these like it's really good to have a couple of winch extensions with yes um but uh you can get say you only have packaging for a really small winch on your vehicle like you know an eight thousand pound winch but you got a really heavy rig or you got a lot of gear um you're fine you're totally good with that as long as you can get the uh um, mounting <laughs> mounting uh, points for that winch to be strong enough to handle everything yes. you can you can double down on on all of it as far as that goes it's also a really good option if you're by yourself yeah 100 percent um because sometimes you'll get in a spot where you're like oof I do not have enough pulling capacity by myself to do this I am gonna need some help um <clears throat> I think I had I had an opportunity a moment once way back in the day uh, Mike was here we went out snow wheeling and I was in Mjolnir this was probably 2013 and I fell through the ice with that truck it's a big truck huge truck and it was probably a eight probably at least an eight foot drop nose down the rear was like straight up and down and uh, I had no rear winch my front winch was Buried. Lawn darted into the bottom of a creek. <laughs> oh, um, 
and Mike was behind me in his uh, uh, JK, and his winch did not have enough pulling capacity by itself to uh, get me out. So we ended up snatch blocking that, and it it's it's slower, but man, no problems at all. And we're talking a two door JK. No, it was a four door. A four door JK. Yeah, with a <clears throat> single cab long box. Massive. Yeah, and I think he had a 9.5 winch. And Which is yeah, something was you would in, not put on that truck. No, you you would on, on the JK. Sure. That's what he had on the JK. I had a 16.5 on Mjolnir. And you put a snatch block in place. And but boom. I couldn't get to it. Right. <laughs> I had nothing behind me. So I had we tried straight pulling. Nope, not happened. Completely stalled out the winch. So you just added a snatch block? And yeah. Yeah, solved. in fact, the funny thing is we joke that he started off with a two-door and then tried to winch me out, and it <laughs> stretched it to a four-door. Stretched it in a four-door. <laughs> but uh, I threw on the snatch block and uh, and pulled it right out, which the snatch blocks were what saved us um, on that Rubidice run this last year. Uh, oh, yeah. As, as you know, I grenaded the front axle shafts <clears throat> on uh, Howitzer on mm-hmm. Fordice halfway through. <laughs> That was good. And uh, that one was a lot of fun. I got to try a bunch of different snatch walks. I got to try that new Factor 55 pulley, which I got to say, I like it. Pretty slick. I mean, as far as snatch blocks go, my experience has been with the um, uh, Master Pulse, which they over, over build everything. Those have been really good. Um, Newer to the uh, industry, the ones that I really like, those Warren Epics. Those are Awesome snatch Those are blocks. Badass snatch blocks. And yep. then uh jumping in with Factor 55. Obviously, Warren just recently purchased Factor 55, but they have the uh the big pulley, the Teflon infused uh aluminum mm-hmm. pulley that goes on a soft shackle. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, <clears throat> Adam uh Kaiser from uh Crawl 5280, mm-hmm. um, he uh he had one of those on hand and we worked the ever living <laughs> out of that thing. <laughs> To move how it's throughout the last half of uh, four dice, oof, it was brutal. But could you have done it without a snatch block? <clears throat> no, we could not have, because at one point in time we we had I think three rigs hooked to the front. Oh, jeez, of howitzer trying to pull it, and that was a no go. Um, I snapped the uh, winch cable on howitzer, had to pull the winch cable off of another jeep that their winch wasn't working, <clears throat> so used it. Which was probably a shorter rope than what you originally yeah, oh, had. Yeah, completely. Of course, now we we got the gnarly, like, I think it's half inch. Oh, back on Howitzer? <laughs> no. Yeah, master pull, like, military grade, <laughs> nice. rock rash, uh, synthetic, and it's, like, badass. Hey, give it to Warren, though. That rope on that original oh, wench Oh, lasted. my gosh. that That was, what... Two, two ultimate adventures. Who knows how much UV rays? Who knows oh, how much man. mud? Who knows how much snow? Like that was 2016 when we put that on there. And just the UA of 2018 alone with all the wanting winching well, we had to do. 2018, Ooh. I could have sworn something was wrong with that winch. And then all of a sudden it, it was powered like, through. Oh, we're good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> in my opinion, I think snatch blocks are kind of like gears as far as like one of those underrated upgrades that you need to do but they're in like the recovery family i think oh, right. everybody goes i got winch i've got this i got that i got that the last thing they put in their recovery bag is always a snatch block and right from the first thing that cooper mentioned 
one, you can double your winch capacity, triple mm. your winch capacity, which is that alone is worth it. All day long. All day long. But let's talk about all the crazy cool things you can do. <clears throat> I did a course with AV on, on Snatch Blocks. Dude, recovery is like, I nerd out when it's like, it oh, is. someone's stuck? <laughs> yeah. We've got to get them unstuck? Yeah, it's so cool <clears throat> what you can do when you incorporate Snatch Blocks. Oh, yeah. I think, first and foremost, Cooper brought up a good point that I didn't even think about. If you are going to have... One of his questions is, how many snatch blocks did you have? In my opinion, I would say at least two. Because every time I've had one snatch block, or even when I went out snow wheeling with you, it's like, man, I wish we had one more because then we could do this. Yeah, well, the side pulls and everything else. I mean, literally, with with the... the right amount of snatch blocks, you can pull yourself backwards with the front mount of winch. That was the crazy thing that they were talking about. You can winch in and go backwards. Right. Mind blown. Right. Um, But yeah, on top of the other... This episode is brought to you by Timbo Tusk. Whether we are packing for a long day on the trail or just a simple weekend getaway, we never leave home without the Timbo Tusk. If you find yourself cooking with a Timbo Tusk, can you taste a little savory, a little... I don't know. Freedom. Well, that's because they are designed, built, and assembled 100% here in the U.S. of A. They come in a variety of sizes and break down easily into their own carrying case. That way, things are efficient for you to pack for a trip or, more importantly, to get ready to make a meal. So, go to TimboTusk.com. Use the coupon code AOPODCAST. That's A-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to get 5% off your next order. Now, back to our episode. Booyah. Everything else that Cooper's already mentioned, let's talk a little bit about pulling angles and how snatch blocks mm-hmm. can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there, it, every single recovery situation is not as simple as go to that tree right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's completely unpredictable. You never know when you're going to have to get into a recovery situation. And the nice thing with snatch blocks is it allows you to change your pulling points or your anchor points to anywhere your winch line can essentially reach. Yeah. And also pull that vehicle from different points. Totally. Oh, totally. Well, and, and this is, I think, where <clears throat> you know, knowing knowing what kind of sh- or uh, um, snatch block you have, um, and then having the proper shackles to go with it. Because some right. of the some of the snatch block is on the market. You don't want to use a soft shackle on. It's the their plates. Right. You're just going to cut them. It's not going to be good. You need to make sure you have one of the steel. Um, shackles, and then you can go to a soft shackle. I like soft shackles. I like a combination of two. If I'm going on a big wheeling trip, you know, I talk about pumpkin and stand light, but if I'm going on a big wheeling trip, I have an extra bag that has two 100-foot winch extensions in it and two um, snatch blocks as well as four um, four shackles, two soft and two um, steel. Right. And that's like, okay, this could be bigger. Like, and I'll do that for snow for sure. Because right. who knows how far I'm going to have to <laughs> exactly. go to get to a, a tree, which I've had a couple of, uh, I've had a couple of situations where having a snatch block would have been really nice um, and a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 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 <laughs> and winch extensions because, yes. oh my gosh, we winch were, extensions. We, uh, I learned a lot in the snow. Like and for instance, <laughs> what, like when, when the top part of the tree is hanging out of the snow and they're still like 20 feet below it. Oh, like the tree. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, they like to snap off. Oh, You've got to dig down. 
<laughs> You've got to dig a path just for your winch line. You've got to dig a path. There was literally a path for the winch line and like six feet down to get to a spot thick enough that on the it would break. That it didn't just, and it was frozen. Like oh, everything yeah. was frozen. So it was like, ding. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, we literally have one tree left that we can get to. <laughs> We gotta we gotta think this one out. We gotta think this one through. <laughs> but uh. another thing I want to point out that you mentioned, in addition to, you carry two soft shackles, you carry two steel ones. Not only is that awesome for a backup, but also if you are anchoring to another vehicle, oh, you yeah. never know. I mean, we you I know you use soft shackles anytime you can, and they're right. great just for safety features and convenience and everything. But convenience if you've got to anchor to somebody else's vehicle and all you have is a soft shackle they've got nothing it may be a abrasive edge right so having the metal shackles as a backup yeah from or that their, their anchor awesome. point might just be right an abrasive edge exactly so it's good to have options it's <clears throat> yep. better to have and not need than need not have yeah a hundred percent but it's 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 crazy what you can do with with snatch blocks i mean the the, the possibilities oh, yeah. are limitless you can go on YouTube and watch videos for days and days and days on all the different recovery things people have done with them. Um, there's courses out there you can take on snatch blocks. Uh, I t- I, and just just setting them up yourself, is like that's fun. a lot of fun. Like I don't I don't know if you remember this, but <clears throat> when we were out snow wheeling, like I like playing around with figuring out. Okay, well, not only am I pulling this guy, but which side am I pulling him from? Oh yeah. Because you, you start, like, I just nerd out on the way the rig's going to react to it. Because you'll get to a point where sometimes the steering, like, you've got to steer the rig different if you're pulling it from a certain angle. Because uh, otherwise, it, the mannerisms are going to either knock you down the hill or knock you somewhere you don't want to be. Right. And if you're pulling from one side over the other, it can make all that way easier. So um, that, that's, it's a lot of fun. Recovery is like a ridiculous amount of fun it really is i remember we we used the first time i used a snatch block with you was howitzer i can't remember on it was 2018 when we were on ua and it was the the little stump that punched the side yeah can't remember was it crazy eights private park it it was a really awesome private off i don't think it was crazy eights um but i remember that was the bypass yeah, the bi- the like, bypass. Are you, are you kidding me? I just fell off a stump and slid into a stump. And that was after we fixed our flat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but you had me, it's not just as simple as like, oh, yeah, go from your anchor here point to back here, to your bumper to and you double your, you got to keep in mind, if you go to the passenger side anchor point or the driver's side anchor point, that gonna is going to change the way. The way it, it, it pulls the rig. Right. So it's you, you can geek out on this stuff as much as you want. But yeah. let's get into a little bit. Cooper's already mentioned some of them. Dalton wants to know some reputable brands we would recommend. Uh, Factor Fifty Five and the Warren Apex stuff. I would put, I would put those at the top. Yep, um, those are killer. Another company, AV, made their yep um, their, snatch uh, blocks. To, snatch block. Yep, and they they're metal, but they made them like really cool. So they're stamped. They're that, yeah. And did they're, they do? Did they do? The that boron with those also that really that I don't know, I don't know the stuff they use on their skid plates. Yeah, I don't know if they did that, but one thing that I found really cool with the AV stuff is they put a really nice round edge on it. So you, with the intention that most people are going to want to use soft shackles right. with it. So well, and and the other thing is these companies that we're we're mentioning like that Apex uh, 
um, brand from Warren and uh, this AV brand, they all use sealed bearings, right? Which are important because these things don't live a, a, a life in a really nice environment. Like no. It's usually pretty nasty. It's pretty exactly. soupy. And with uh, open bearings, you just get a lot of grit in there and you'll get premature failure. And the last thing you want to be fighting is your snatch block adding more pulling resistance exactly. to your recovery. Yep. So, And the other thing to keep in mind when you are purchasing snack block, snatch blocks is they... Snack blocks? Snack blocks. Oh, now snack packs. <laughs> um, you do want to look at the load rating on them because like a lot of other yeah. recovery equipment, the, each snack block has its own load rating. So make sure that, you know, it's within your vehicle's standards. Because yeah, and, and most of those guys make them in a... Excess. Um, yeah, in, in excess. Like, uh, oh boy, what is it? I want to say... I want to say Master Pull. I was looking at one of theirs, and it was like rated at 30,000 pounds, but its failure point was 75,000. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of them know that people probably aren't paying much attention <laughs> to that aspect of it, but match your gear. Like, you don't want to use a UTV snatch block on a, <laughs> no. on a full-size rig. Like, that's just a recipe for a bad time. So try and, no try and think of it in terms of doubling your uh, winch's, um, winch's pulling power. So if you have an 8,000-pound winch, try and find a snatch block that's 16,000 pounds. Yes. So, Dalton, to answer your question, are they essential part of recovery? A hundred percent, yes, in our opinion. I think if you want to be the Swiss Army knife of all your buddies when you go out and be like, I am totally holding this over your head for the rest of your life, <laughs> then yes, well, yes, and, you should have the gear. <laughs> and <laughs> for me, I, I'm a little bit opposite of Cooper. Cooper obviously does a ton of hardcore wheeling. I'm more of the dirt road camping kind of guy, but I do get into it every once in a while and occasionally. But even I've come across several times where I've wished I had a snatch block to get out of a situation. So I think it's definitely essential, but there's also some things to consider. How many should you carry? In my opinion, at least two. But yeah. if you are going to carry multiples, like Cooper said, great point. You are going to want a winch extension because you have no idea how far you're going to need to go out. And yeah. those snatch blocks essentially cut a lot of... Length out. Length out of your rope. <clears throat> yeah. So make sure you, you do those 40 things. 40 feet for a 20-foot pull. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's 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 simple math. <clears throat> well, and the nice thing, like, you know, you talk about a winch and, and the kind of wheeling that you, you normally do. Well, the thing is, like, let's say you get into an area where it's a little bit beyond your means. Right. The nice thing about a winch, and this goes for recovery too, which is why I like winches. Um, over like straps or anything else, it's more controlled. Yes, one hundred percent. You have you have it's it's slower. It's more um, um, well set up. Like you have control over what the attitude of that vehicle is, and if it isn't going right, you can just slow it down. As opposed to hooking up a tow strap, trying to pull and peeling out, and then getting a running start at it, and just trying to like <laughs> smash things it's, into submission. Like, hammer no, down, here we go. It's like we we can get up this obstacle and we can do it without damaging the rig because yeah. we can control it at a slower pace and we know we're going to pull up it. Yep. And then to even extend onto that, the more snatch blocks you add on top of that winch, it's almost like putting everything in slow-mo. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So super, it slows super slow everything down to where you can see every little thing your vehicle is doing. So they are do the it. marlin crawler of recovery. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Dalton, again, thank you for sending in a second question. We really enjoyed your Jeep and Toyota 
Fireside Podcast. A Jeep one, but I like your Toyota. If you guys want to uh, check out that episode, <laughs> make sure you go back and watch that. We should um, see if we can put a picture of that on there. On a, Of his Toyota? On, on the... This? Yeah. Maybe that'll be the, the thumbnail oh, for this hey. episode. Dude, I dig it. We'll, we'll all uh, Genu- I'll reach out to you. Genius. Dalton, see if you well, can get us a like sweet... It looks like he emailed it to you, so like... I know, I'll, I'll reply and see if he wants to use that as a thumbnail or something mm-hmm. else so that people can see. The only other thing I will say before we move on to this next topic is if you have, say, a 5,000-pound Jeep, mm-hmm. don't expect everything to go around 5,000-pound standards, especially yeah. if you're an overlander, because <clears throat> you're going to throw a rooftop tent, you're going to put in a fridge freezer, you're going to put in a drawer system, you're going to put in recovery gear, and... Next Snack, thing you know, snackable in it. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's more boom, eight thousand pounds. So keep that in mind. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, Dalton. Um, on to our next customer inquiry. Oh boy, Pat. Pat. Which this is a true story and completely ironic. Gentleman chatted me today and was asking questions about a long travel kit for his JK BDS right. kit. Uh-huh. Um, started getting to talking with him and he's like, yeah, you know, I submitted a review. You guys are awesome. I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh, cool. I had already printed off these customer inquiries. Oh, and you were talking to him? <laughs> this is the guy I talked to today. Oh, that's awesome. So Pat and Puyallup. What's up, Pat? How's Puyallup? it going? Um, this was pure ironic, but it was great chatting with you on live chat today. Um, Pat's got a couple questions. We'll breeze yeah. through these ones and then we got some trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pat's got a 2018 JK. Oh, nice. It's got front bumper, winch, <laughs> some lighting, CB radio. Um, curious is what he should do next. Um, CB radio. What does he have <clears throat> for a lift in tires? Nothing. That's why he's reaching out. He's, he's, mm-hmm, he's wanting mm-hmm. to get that taken care of. Did you ask him what kind of wheeling he's planning on doing? No, he didn't get that far. Let's see. He's over in Puyallup. Puyallup. So he's, this is our neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, there are going to be some tight trails. There's going to be some mud. Yep. Tight trails, mud. But it is a, it's a pretty broad topic or mm-hmm. question, if you will. So I think um, what I was... I, I, think I say two and a half inch lift in 37s. Boom. Is that a Rubicon? Didn't say. I'm just trying to figure out what axles. Pat, we need more info. We need more info. <laughs> Um, How done let you down. <laughs> your your second question is good. We can talk about that all day. Oh, um, but I think as far as what you should do next, obviously, I mean, it, it all depends on what kind of wheeling you're going to do, the terrain you're going to be doing it in. Um, I know a lot of. I say I say two and a half inch lift in thirty sevens. There's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> like fender flares, like gearing, gearing, um, lots of trimming. Is there anything in the JKs that you would recommend that are maybe notorious, um, either failure points or issues that you would recommend in like drivetrain or anything that God, like it's a two thousand it's a two thousand eighteen. It's mm-hmm. got the three six and the. Um, six speed auto that that's a that's a good one. Well, sounds like we need some more info. Yeah, Pat. we need to know what axles. Talk to us. We'll do, we'll do a, a second version. Yeah, of what you we think you should do next to that. I know you're already looking at suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, following that, what I'm assuming would be wheels and tires. But um, your second question definitely caught my eye. I know it caught Cooper. What's our favorite camp food? Oh, I all, think we should all break of it. This. Break this into that's like a, all of it. Your, yeah, like your is favorite it breakfast, breakfast, your right. favorite lunch, and your favorite dinner. Mm. I know my favorite mm. breakfast, 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 breakfast. Right off the bat, hands down, best breakfast I have ever had camping mm-hmm. ever is Cooper's salmon eggs Benedict. 
Oh, that was sounds crazy, but it was all done in a pan on the back tailgate of a howitzer. Yeah, that was pre Timbo Tusk too. Pre Timbo Tusk. I don't know how you did it, but I had the. It was. I can tell you, you don't get to be three hundred and twenty pounds by not knowing how to make food. It was good. So, and that's the thing, people. It's so hard to do. No, you can do gourmet. on the trail. It was glorious. We had like a. Single burner, like propane. No, it was little, a two burner or two. It burner. was a two burner okay. Coleman, and I Coleman, did, I right. made the, I made the um, hollandaise sauce. Uh, I made the, I did the eggs. I cheated. I didn't do poached eggs. I did eggs over medium, just because that's the way I like them better. Poached eggs always wig me out because. I don't know. Boiling eggs and water is weird. They just seem runny still, and I just keep thinking, nope, I didn't cook it enough. So I usually make those too tough when I make them. Um, poach. So I, I like to just do them over medium, but yeah, that was just an English muffin. Uh, toasted them up on the on the burners there, then uh, melted some uh, sharp cheddar. Um, did some uh, spinach, bacon, or no spinach? Um, the uh, smoked salmon. Oh, game changer! The egg and then the uh, hollandaise, and it was glorious. And yeah, that that one uh, I love that dish, but I also love that uh, Brussels sprout hash. That's a tough um, one to beat with the too. eggs too. That one just <clears throat> for simplicity purpose, you know, yep. you do it all like in one. You pepper everything ahead of time, and then cook the bacon. Throw the Brussels sprouts and the sweet potatoes in the bacon grease, and cook all that up. Throw the eggs in with it. Put it all back together, and uh, boom, yep. you got a big, big old hash. Hey guys, tonight's episode is brought to you by Redhead Steering Gears. Kyle, what makes a Redhead Steering Box so good? Well, first and foremost, they are a family-owned and operated company, but they have unmatched quality. Because each worm gear and piston gear is custom fit, this allows Redhead to guarantee zero play in their steering boxes. Redhead also has over 500 vehicle applications available in their lineup and uh, is backed by a one-year unlimited mile warranty. So, if you're on the market for quality and reliability, stick to what we think is best, and that's a Redhead steering gear box. Booyah! And I think one thing we've learned over the years, once we started 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 getting into um, a lot of the overnight camping stuff, mm-hmm. even the day trips or the weekend trips, prep. we used to always stop at the grocery store, buy everything, and then go camping. Yeah. Now it's like we prep everything at home, put it in Ziploc bags. So when in you show up, in the fridge up, freezer, it's so easy. Like it's so easy. You already have the meals planned. Game changer. Um, and then the obviously um, ultimate adventure. We did. Uh, we've done steaks with. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that Uncle Ben's rice. You can and get the it all there. The pre-made. Oh yeah, and the asparagus. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, pretty much I like all food. Like, I don't mess around. When it comes to, like, eating on the trail, I like to eat good. Your breakfast, that Cooper does a breakfast that's, like, eggs, um, those what are beans or... or oh, uh, the Madras lentils. Yes. What's all on that? That's... Because uh, that's, like, a one-pan, mix it all right. up, you're good to go. Well, I like to do the uh, Adele's chicken sausage. So I'll cook that up, then I'll do up a whole mess load of eggs. I'll throw the Madras lentils in, bring that up to temp, and then throw um, like cheddar cheese in with it and just get it all like... Yummy. It's stick to your ribs, kind of get the day started. It's a good one. Yeah, it's delicious. We'll have to do like a full-blown episode. Campfire. We should do a campfire cook podcast. 
cook while we podcast. Oh my gosh. We could mount these to like the side of trees. Yes. I'm in. Then we could get that. What's that? Who's that chef that yells at everyone? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, we'll get him on and we'll yell at him. <laughs> Just shout out to like, Kevin Costner and Gordon Ramsay. Flip it around. <laughs> Be like, wrong, bro. <laughs> this is the Timbo Tusk. Timbo Tusk. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, yeah. So, one thing that definitely was an eye opener for me because I, I totally grew up. Camping with my dad, hunting with my dad, fishing with my dad, and we were definitely the bring a burgers, hot dogs type of thing over the campfire. Right. I came, started working here. And it's like when we go camping, there's no like we eat good. Yeah, I like I like to eat good, and you can do it too because it's really easy. There's there's awesome camp kitchen essentials out there with all the mm-hmm. crazy stuff going on with the overlanding world now and camp stoves that are <laughs> pulling out of the side of your truck. Um, yeah, I, I, I use the, I use the heck out of that trail gator. Oh yeah. Trail gator. And that, uh, awesome. Um, oh my gosh. The TNG, T- TNG trail and go <laughs> tail, tailgate and go. It's like a kitchen in a box. It's so rad. Yeah. yeah. They are, there's all sorts of different ways to definitely up your kitchen game in the mm-hmm. backwoods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we'll do a future episode on some of our favorite recipes. We do have a couple, um, on, if you go to our YouTube, you can check out um, some of our little, what are we calling them, camp kitchen or backcountry kitchen? Backcountry kitchen. We've got a little series there. Cooper's done some fajitas. Oh, carne asada carne tacos. Carne asada tacos. How I've do you done forget some, that? Some salmon cakes. So um, good. But there's all sorts of awesome things and ways that you can cook good food. In Why the have we not done more of those? We need to. It's just an excuse for us to make more delicious oh food. Oh, my gosh. We could, we could literally have lunch every day at work. Literally, it's going to happen. <laughs> Um, but that being said, I think the key to all of it, especially if you're going on long trips or camping right. is, is the prep. Uh, yeah. Do it at home, put it in bags, label them, throw them in your fridge freezer. And then when you get to camp, all you got to do is open the bags, dump it out and you're, you're ready to go. Yeah. So. Cause I mean, at, at the end of, and I think we've talked about this before, but in, at the end of the day, when you're out camping, you want, you want everything to be as easy as possible. The yep. easier it is, the more likely you are to do it. And it isn't always like the best and most convenient or cleanest environment for you to do all your meal prep. So the more you can do like in your kitchen where it's clean and it's simple and it's easy and you can have it ready to go. So you show up at camp and just the better. And I'm not saying I'm like the greenest person on earth, but it's more of like a convenience thing for me. If you don't prep ahead of time, next thing you know, you're, you're stuck with a whole bunch of half opened bags that you're rolling up, putting oh, back God. in. You've got plastic everywhere. Like just if you pre, you say it, that like you don't have kids. <laughs> like there, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand. Like we started off on this camping trick weekend. I had two flats of 24 bottles of, of water, and and now I have 48 half drank bottles of water <laughs> strewn about the rig. And I'm like, what? The, what did you happening? finish any bottle? Yeah, Not a one. Seriously. Prep, prep, prep. That's the key to cooking and eating good out on the campground. Yeah. Pat, I do appreciate you. Um, Puyallup, you're kind of like our neighbor. He even said he's going to swing by and bring us donuts. Oh, I dig it. Yeah. See, he knows. He speaks your Stop. love language. <laughs> donuts. Pat, stop by anytime. It was a pleasure to chat with you today. Let's get some more info on that uh, Jeep you got. The JK. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we we're, were happy to... Re- let you know what you need to spend your money on. I got I got all kinds of ideas. I just need to know what it is. There you go. Because some of it might include a uh, um, direct replacement Pro Rock 44 front housing. Oh. 
which is also really cool. That'd be sweet. All right. Well, I, little, got a, little, I got a quiz. A little something new we're doing oh, boy. in our podcast. I mean, we hit 50 episodes. I'm going to fail. It's time just to mix, so everyone mix knows. up a little I'm bit. I'm going to fail. So <laughs> mm. we're, we're going to throw in some bits here and there for you guys. Um, let us know if you enjoy them. If you guys have a suggestion mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on something fun we should do, something goofy we should do, shoot us the email, podcast off-road power products. I'll do the I'll, fun. You do the goofy. I'll put it together. And we'll test Cooper, but I thought it would be fun to do. So I got on like Motor Trend, I got on Urban Dictionary, oh, and Google, and I just said, I've, you know what? Let's fail. <laughs> let's look at some off-road terms, some some trivia. Mm. Some are weird, some are not weird, some are no-brainers. So we're gonna go through and see how much Cooper knows. Son of a. We're gonna start with a super super easy one. You say easy? No, it's really easy. <sighs> what is white knuckle? Oh, that's when you're like so freaked out you're hanging on until your knuckles turn white. An obstacle that is scary enough to make the driver's grip the steering wheel tight. Yeah. Okay. Now this one was Okay, th- and we're done. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> no, I think I think for the most part most of these are easy. So Okay, the, let's go. The next one is a generic term called Jeep abuse. Jeep abuse? Jeep abuse. This was a tough one. There's a really Well, I think a lot of people would 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 probably say that that's just my normal driving style. Yeah. <laughs> Think opposite. So <laughs> the Urban Dictionary says Jeep abu- abuse is the act of owning a Jeep and you don't take it off-road. Oh, you know what? That's a good term. It's Jeep abuse. I think I've heard of it as mall rated. Well, yeah, mall crawler. But Jeep yeah. abuse, yeah, Baby that makes princess. sense. Poor yeah. little poor little, poor little Jeep. Jeep. Oh, man. Speaking of, today, the interwebs, the oh, old boy. little... Well, the the, the little interwebs. morsel from the interwebs. <laughs> <sighs> Another mall-rated Gladiator hit the streets. Oh, no. what they got, got its two-inch lift and its 37-inch tires, which normally would be like, you know what? That's proper. I like it. You did it right. 24-12s. Oh. What? Ouch. What? 24s? Did the rims match your skinny <laughs> jeans? Oh, no. Oh, that's so sad. sad. Sorry. Such a waste of a Gladiator. <laughs> It is. Oh man, that's definitely when when bad things happen to good cheeps. Mm, poor little guy. That's a tough one to stingray. I remember when the the uh, stingray for, for, for me personally, it was a tough one to see. I remember when the Gladiator mm. first came out. It was the first year. It was like revealed at SEMA, and somebody had like a like a fully lowered Gladiator with oh, like the man. really tiny looked like almost RC car tires on it. Yeah, like, I can res- I can respect uh I can respect pretty much every aspect of it, but sometimes I'm just like mm. yeah. that, well, that's Jeep abuse. That was Jeep abuse. Oh was, my gosh. It was Jeep abuse. That was Jeep abuse. Speaking of Jeeps, mm. uh, you sh- yeah, I bet you know this one. What okay. is this in relation to Jeep? What does CJ stand for? Uh civilian Jeep. Crushed it. Got it. Do you know what where the GPW Jeep came from? Where where Jeep came. So from? the military acronym for him was GPW for yeah. General Purpose Willies, mm-hmm. but everybody just kept shortening it, calling it Jeep. Oh, GP, and then eventually it changed into Jeep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, what is rock rash? Oh, that's when you end up s- scraping up against a rock and you get a little. Rash, like I have it all over. <laughs> Perfect. What is rock massage? Uh, well, gosh, I suppose that would be like 
when it like dents in, but then pops right back out. Guys, Cooper is just hundred percent. Yep, body damage caused by rocks or other obstacles of the trailer. Yeah. Um, how long did it take to design the first Jeep? Oh gosh. I don't think it was very long at all because there was kind of a really big demand for it at the time. Like any, we had to go guess? and we had to go and bail out England with them. <laughs> it was World War II. Any <laughs> guess on? I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you this. How many days do you think it took? Uh less than a week. Less than a week. Yeah. So according to, this is according to Google, it took two days. It mm. started July seventeenth, nineteen forty. I believe it. And was finished two days later. By July 22nd, the entire entire proposal, including cost estimates, was handed in to Uncle Sam. Done. We were ready to get some things going. You know what? That was a generation that was like, we are definitely going to build generation. back better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're thinking of the wrong term. <laughs> no. No. I'm repurposing it. <laughs> repurposing. Because they don't know how to use the term now. Started that was building back better. Two days. <sighs> and in, in, what is that? In five days, all estimates, everything. Pfft, on the government's desk. Right and, well, and here's the crazy thing. Of of Jeep people out there, how many... I, I'm betting you there might be... No, there'll be none. There is not one single Jeep person that wouldn't be like, yes, I want a flat fender in my oh, garage. Right? <laughs> I remember on Moab when the flat fender guys came. Uh, you're like, Moab oh my God, they like, look like they're having so much more fun than us. <laughs> they're on the exact same trail, but it looks way more fun for them. So awesome. <laughs> um, what does the term stand on it mean? Uh, you just put the pedal down. You got to floor it. <laughs> Full throttle. Yeah. Um, Giddy up. Is there any other way? So this one, I think, um, mm. I think I actually... Yep, this one's an Urban Dictionary one, so it's oh. not technically accurate, but mm. you'll get it. Air, what is an Arizona pinstripe? Uh, it's like, well, we call them Idaho pinstripes here, but it's when you get all the scratches down the side. In Arizona, probably like a cactus or something that drags <laughs> along the side of your rig. They call it a horizontal scratch from the front fender to the rear corner. Yeah. Um, this one I just thought was funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get it. What's carcore? Carcore? Carcore. Is that like... Parkour or something? Like, what are you, like, jumping over rocks or something with your rig? <laughs> pew, so far, something you do on UTV, I suppose. You're crushing these. I need to make harder ones. The act of intentionally using a car to perform stunts or maneuvers involving going off a designated road mm. or parking lot zone. In many situations, some may find themselves maneuvering their car over obstacles such as, but not limited to, parking barriers, curbs, curbs. center medians, sidewalk, uh. and parking place. Dude, dividers. I carcore all the time. <laughs> I thought that was just a funny one. And ironically <laughs> enough, you got it. Uh, what's a country Cadillac? A country Cadillac. I believe this one was pulled off Motor Trend. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. I thought it was a good one. Country right. Cadillac. Well, it's obviously something that you would, I would, I would call it like, that would actually be like a Chevy square body truck to me. That's what I would think would be a country Cadillac. Their definition is a big four by four pickup with lots of chrome and ridiculously large tires, mm. usually driven by a man with a large belt buckle and boots. Huge doggy. <laughs> so like yeah. every every mud truck in Florida. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just full of country Cadillacs. Just country Cadillacs all over. Uh, I got three more here. Okay. What is a peg leg or a one-legger? A, a, 
What? He did that trail peg leg, or he did that trail one legger. Oh, he's like one foot in it. Uh, open diff. Oh, that it's, makes sense. Yeah, I know. I didn't hear that term before. I thought I it was pretty heard cool. That either. That's awesome. Peg leg. Peg legged it. No, I think everyone should peg leg trails. Chris Durham would agree. Oh, that's the way you learn. That's the way you learn. Um, tacoed. Oh, you done messed up. <laughs> that thing is done. <laughs> Pretty much. Axle housing frames or other components have been severely <laughs> bent, usually from jumping the truck. Yep. Uh, and the last one I've got, mm-hmm, threshold mm-hmm. breaking. Threshold. Well, you've, you've found the point where everything fails. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. Applying as much breaker, break pressure to the pedal as possible without the wheel locking out. Oh, no, I did not get that one right. I wasn't even thinking of I that. I thought you were talking about, like, brake free point. No, I was talking about, like, brake, like, destroyed. <laughs> oh, like, I'm going down. You done, you done messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of the trivia? <clears throat> uh, I think that... You, uh, I think you got, like... No, I don't know how many are there. No, I think you're being. I think you're being generous. I think our viewers are going to be like, "What's wrong with Kyle? <laughs> Why is he saying Cooper got all those right? He yeah, did not no, get those you, right. You got like <clears throat> the vast majority. Hey, you got car core. I'll give that one to you. That yeah, was, that was. I was. Well, like, I car core every day. <laughs> you car. I car cored pulling into the parking lot <laughs> over the curb. Over the, you you just you see curbs and you're like I'm. Supposed no, to drive what? <laughs> what I got thirty fives, not on twenty fours. What right. in the? What the hell? What the? What the hell? Uh, anyways, well, that's kind of one of our new fun things we're going to be doing on our podcast. Hey, if you got trivia questions for Kyle for next week, let's do it. Make them Kevin Costner related or dwarf related. <laughs> what movie did Kevin Costner have? Gills. Oh my God, water world. Um, so yeah, hopefully we're going to bring a whole bunch of fun new bits. If you guys have any questions or suggestions, mm-hmm. um, I know that you guys are all listening to a whole bunch of different podcasts. We want to make it fun for you guys. We got some good stuff so. on the way. You're trying to like you, you, and let make it fun. We've got oh, people coming yeah. on. Lots and lots and lots of special guests. Yep. Um, those are coming down soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, make sure you tune in to our 50th episode. We had our fearless leader and owner, Brian Howell, yeah, Brian on the 50th Howell. episode. Um, so go check that out. I believe it launched uh, today, even though this did. isn't the day that you're going to be listening to it. But uh, you can check out all of our past episodes on all those places that you love to listen to your podcast. We really appreciate you guys tuning Spot in. Spot a cloud. Spot a cloud, Google, Tunes, all those, mm. all those things. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. We got lots of big stuff coming down the pipeline. Like Cooper said, a lot of special guests, um, and some other fun, exciting things coming. Don't forget, make sure you guys go to America's Off-Road Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, all the social platforms, follow us along there. That is where we are posting all of the content for the podcast, including future builds related Mm -hmm, to the mm -hmm. podcast, all that fun stuff. So make sure you go check that stuff out. Give us a like. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!